0: it's time for the noble capital radio hour with the team at noble capital wealth management serving you throughout the austin area and beyond featuring the vice president of noble capital wealth management jess hamill and financial advisor
1: jonathan berkland here's your host walter storholt you're tuned in to the noble capital radio hour walter storholt here alongside the great team at noble capital wealth management serving you throughout the austin area you can Uh, Learn more about Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, our stars of the show, if you will, at ncwealth.com. By the way, a quick announcement if you are a regular listener to the show, so that you're not shocked and surprised in a couple of weeks. We're going to be debuting a new show name and a new business name for Noble Capital Wealth Management. We're making the transition to, drumroll if you haven't been listening to the last couple of weeks, uh, Skyline Wealth Strategies will be the new name of the show and the business. And so we're going to talk a lot more about that as the launch comes up, but just want to give everybody a quick heads up that it will be changing, but the same great people and the same great content will be here for you each and every week on the show. Just a little heads up for everybody out there. Guys, we're going to talk to start off today's show a little bit about life, not to get too deep, but we're going to talk about these events that happen in life (laughs) that uh, really make it important for us to carefully assess our financial situation so i'll throw out a couple of events you explain why each of these events is usually a good reason to get a financial review and i'm going to guess preferably we'd have the review and the plan in place before these life events happen but often these are the triggers for why people start getting serious about the planning as well so it kind of works in both ways here let's talk about somebody making a planned move to a new job, hey, got a new job? Maybe it's a promotion, moving to a new company, whatever it may be. Why is that a good trigger for getting a financial plan in place?
2: Well, it changes things in your life, right? Um, hopefully, it's a positive change for you. I mean, if it's if it's planned, then I'm assuming it's a positive one. But it may take you to a different state. It may take you to a different home. My Point you may have state income taxes. You know you may have a different mortgage amount. It's going to affect your budget. It's going to affect your lifestyle um, and potentially affect your your savings for retirement. Or if you're already retired, your income needs in retirement. So it's really um, I guess you wouldn't be in retirement if you're moving or for a, a job. job. So yeah. that there's a, or
3: your <laughs> retirement wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> well, right? You didn't have a plan.
2: I, I'm thinking on my feet a little bit too much on this one, but uh, the point is, you know, as you're as you're looking at the retirement picture and you're making that move, it's important. To, to figure out the impact. I mean, hopefully it's a positive one. If anything, it shortens kind of the road to retirement for you and you're able to maybe make a little bit more, um, put a little bit more away. But we have to take all those factors into consideration. So we'll break out the, the trusty pen, look at your existing income plan. Hopefully you have one and figure out if there's uh, something we need to do to change. Or if you're just going to put a few more dollars away, we can stick to the existing plan and just look at a, a basically a, a merrier end result any thoughts on on that one Jess my I, as I'm thinking here I, I think about the the client that came in uh, a few weeks back who actually made an intentional job change and took a pay cut of about 50 percent you know that was, that was an interesting one yeah, it was. you know we'll call him Bob Bob came in and said hey you know I used to make uh, you know half a million dollars a year now and I'm coming in and my new gig I'm going to make about 250. And it's a positive move, though. This is a great growing company. I have lots of opportunity here. I've got a position in the company. Um, this is my road to retirement. I'm going to find you know, success here. And you know, that's great and all,
3: but our savings plans have significantly yeah, changed, changed, right? Changed. I mean, yes, that's, and they, and they downsized, downsized to a $900,000 house, which I thought was <laughs> uh, pretty cool.
2: Yes, yes. So, so there's some budgetary constraints. There's some some savings constraints. And so really the, the plan may be shifted from one of lots of uh, savings of assets to one of preserving what we currently have, utilizing what's in front of us, and then seizing that opportunity when the day comes to hopefully either increase that income or capitalize on, on the gains within the company. So um, sometimes these changes aren't always what uh, we would expect to see, but nonetheless, we do our best to kind of react to them. And as Walter's saying, it's always a important to hopefully assess these uh, potential changes with your advisor as it relates to your plan if possible prior to making that change and if not then certainly understanding you know the ramifications good or bad that are going to result from that change so definitely get out there
1: and and have that review guys those plans aren't always um you know by our choosing though sometimes we get fired or we get laid off and for somebody who's close to retirement, that can be even more scary than making the conscious choice to change jobs like that, uh, the guy, the gentleman you were just telling us about a moment ago.
3: Yeah, yeah, that now would we, be a game changer. My, my advice on that would be
2: come talk to us before you make the change. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if, if it does happen and you are laid off or fired, I mean. Uh, That's a whole different deal. You don't have any choice. It is what it is. And yeah, I mean, it can it can certainly shorten your horizon to retirement. It could be congratulations, you're retired, you know. that, that yeah. we've, we've seen that before, too. Um, it really comes down to, you know, what do you have in the coffers? What do you have saved up? What, what is your current retirement plan? And and maybe we can take advantage of that. Maybe it's not going to be the exact retirement that you had pictured for yourself, but it can still be a happy and prosperous one. Um, we just have to make sure we, we change the plan accordingly. That's, that's something that a lot of people overlook. Happiness in retirement isn't always about um, having the grandest lifestyle. But you want to make sure that you don't overspend in your early years, right, um, and spend beyond your means and, and regret that decision down the road. That's
3: what we try to avoid by looking at the whole picture. And it's, and it's more of an adjustment. I mean, change, adjust. I mean, we're getting sure getting on yeah. the back here. But, you know, the, the plans that we put together, we don't plan for the best. You know, we, we plan for... conservative being rational on the conservative side of rational with a contingency behind that so you know oftentimes when we have life-changing events with existing clients that come in and say okay this went down what do we do now it's pretty simple we just go to plan b you know yeah we move a couple things back a little bit make some adjustments and going down the road. Yeah. Hopefully
2: it doesn't, it doesn't rock your world too much. It shouldn't because you're either at the point where you're going to go back to work and find that next job or you're close enough to retirement to say, okay, I'll hang it up a couple years early, but it shouldn't affect it. The big picture, hopefully uh, too much for you. It's probably more a shock to your system. than it'll be a shock to our system seeing it. Cause we were able to look at the facts without as much emotion as maybe you are in the moment.
1: Yeah. Sometimes these big life changes are related to the job. Sometimes they're not uh, one that people often aren't prepared for. And it's again again. one of those triggers for, ooh, I've got to go get a plan in place. I don't know what I'm going to do here is when somebody receives an inheritance because most people throughout life don't go along getting enormous checks. You know, obviously this is relative, but, you know, a big check from um, an inheritance from a relative or something like that will – Maybe you've never dealt with that amount of money before and had a plan with it. Do you guys talk to people about that all the time? Do you have people that come in to meet with you because they've received an inheritance and now
3: aren't really sure how it fits into the plan? Sometimes. I wouldn't say it's a, a big percentage of people that come in, but ironically, we actually have a, a potential client where that we're going through the process with right now um, that a big portion of what they do have came from an inheritance. Yeah. Um, you know, inheritances affect people in different ways. So an inheritance to a 25 year old typically does more harm than good an inheritance to somebody that's approaching retirement or in their retirement years. They, they know their parents are 20, 30 years ahead of them. They're, they're kind of expecting something to come in. So it's not as much of a shock, but yeah, I mean, every now and then we get the the ones where, you know, somebody all of a sudden got handed more than their entire life savings all at once and they're fighting that urge to go out and buy you know a ferrari or (laughs) stuff like that so you try to talk them down off the cliff and say let's let's go ahead and and put this into the plan let's let's get your plan up a little bit because you're already a little bit short and then once that's all set up then you know maybe let's not do a ferrari let's go do a ski boat or something you know something something that's fun Mm -hmm. um but People tend to run out and do the fun stuff first, and then the fun is never quite enough. And then when they're done with the fun, they've gone through the inheritance, and you know they're back where they started.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like most things in life: sleep on it, you know, yeah. uh, before you go go out and do that. Yeah, I mean, some people also come to us with the expectation that they're going to receive an inheritance, right? Hey, um, I only have X, but I'm going to get five X, you know, when, when, when mom passes, you know, and that's it's, it's kind of sad to talk about, but that's the reality, and that's kind of what they're planning on. To not only have you know a good retirement, but a great retirement, and and that that's also interesting too. I mean, a lot of really what we do is just focus on you. What do you have? We can't predict the future. You you think you're going to get five x, but maybe that's not being left to you. Do you really know? Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. So it's a plan for yourself. Plan conservatively. And if you do receive that inheritance, um, take a look at your overall uh, retirement plan, your income plan, and make sure you're good to go before you go out um, and blow it or give it to your children, your heirs, or donate it to charities. I've seen all the above. Uh, make sure you're good to go. Um, it seems like a lot of money in the moment, and I'm sure it is, but in the grand scheme of life, um, you know, it may not go as far as you think. So it's important to, to take care of yourself first and think about you know, the long run. Big picture.
1: Big picture, always good to keep that in mind. What about uh, if somebody faces a serious medical issue? Is that a, a big, you know, spark for somebody to come in and get planning as well?
3: It's it's something we deal with with existing clients um, more yeah. often more often than I would like to. Sure. And and some clients, you know, some clients we like all of our clients, right? We're we're friends with them and we we bond with them and we see them, you know, at minimum annually. But some clients you end up being pretty good friends with, and and when you end up having a good client that you're good friends with that has a serious medical condition that's serious enough to really alter the course of their retirement and accelerate things. It's, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, uh, you want to get in there and help them figure it out, basically. But, yes, yeah, so that, that does yeah. happen occasionally. And, you know, it depends on the situation. But if somebody's got a serious medical condition that's really affecting their longevity, then we, we take that plan and chop it up and move everything back and kind of try to plan for letting them, you know, have as much fun as they can with the assets they have while not draining the spouse's assets at the same time. So yeah. it can be yeah. a challenge.
2: It's It can be a total redesign or it can be, you know, continue forward as planned. It kind of depends on... On what they want and, and and what they're thinking but it's, it's definitely an emotional uh, experience on both sides and can be somewhat heart-wrenching but it's absolutely a, a great time to, to connect with your advisor um, you may think i mean there's lots of emotions involved with with something that's uh, significant where you're, you're changing your lifestyle based on a medical issues so there's lots of other distractions in your life um, your retirement plan shouldn't be one of them so connect with somebody who you can trust in that moment you know, that's, that's what we hope to be to our clients. You know, uh, we want to be the, the first call um, when that when that happens. And let us take that off off of your shoulders and show you what, what, you know, what we can do for you, what you can do for yourself in terms of your income plan. And if that means reworking it completely to make it suit your lifestyle, then that's what we're here for. And, and that's what we do.
3: But, but also keep in mind that the majority of our plans are set up to accommodate yeah, flexible. As, as much as we can accommodate potential serious medical issues. Now, you know, there are people that just don't have the assets I mean, we're barely going to get there as it is um, and we'll still come up with a contingency plan for that but for the majority of our clients uh, that fit the the portfolio size that we deal with best we've set it up so that a major life-changing medical condition as long as it's not fatal is something that we're we're prepared for to some degree Accommodate. And, and, and then even if it is fatal you know we've got the we've, we've always got that set up so we have a survivorship plan set up for both spouses in addition to the income plan that we have going on. So it's not a complete out of the blue. It's more disturbing and upsetting. And then we just, you know, we adjust to the way that we already kind of had it set in the first place.
2: Yeah. But if that's, you know, if you don't have an advisor yet or you're thinking about changing or maybe you coming to talk to us or or what have you, that's one of those what ifs that I think you should ask, you know, as you're putting a, a plan together, what if this happens? How do you handle it? Because uh, not not every not everybody's going to have that contingency plan for you or be able to react in that way.
1: Last but not least, uh, you know sometimes you get a little bit of a warning there with the medical issues that pop mm-hmm. up that might you know lead you to believe or obviously tell you, hey, we need to make some changes and adjustments here. But then you know eventually with couples, one of them is going to pass away, and so when you have the death of the first spouse that's going to change dramatically the financial plan more than anything we've talked about today i would think that the death of the spouse is the one where it makes the most impact if you have that plan in place before that event happens rather than that being the trigger to come in and get a financial plan even though i'm sure it, it does happen uh, on the latter sometimes
2: yeah that's that's very true um you know you think about all the things that change when you when you lose a spouse um, we lose a social security maybe we lose a pension you know, there's there's lots of changes that occur maybe some some budgetary changes uh, associated with losing a member of the household so all of those things we want to think about and consider as we're putting the plan together you know hopefully 10 20 30 years before that day occurs so that you know it's it's not a it's certainly um, dramatic and a surprise but from a financial planning standpoint it's not like we have to reinvent the wheel we know what the numbers are going to be we know what the plan is where the income's coming from um, how we're going to solve any potential financial issues because we're talking about that up front right that's that's not a fun reality to talk about and it's certainly not uh, necessarily a super positive way to kick off the relationship uh, between us but that's that's one of the places where we start considering those things you know um, does that pinch have spousal survivorship, so on and so forth, so that we can be prepared for the day to take care of of the other spouse um, and that it's not an issue um, for that spouse as they go through the grieving process. They're set up for survivorship from from day one. We know what it's going to look like. So it's important to have that plan in place. It's important to revisit that plan if something changes along the way. Um, and it's certainly something you want to have written down on paper as you begin your retirement so that you don't have to deal with it at the end in in a financial sense. So that, that's what we promote. That's what we talk about with our clients. Um, and it it works very well. We have certainly dealt with that situation numerous times and, um, you know, it's always an emotional one, but, but fortunately it's a, a time where we get to focus on the client and not trying to reinvent the financial wheel because it's already figured out.
3: Right. It's it's always disappointing to me when I have a client that comes in that that has a quote plan already from another advisor. And as we start digging into assets and digging into income streams, you know, they, they don't even know what the survivorship is on the pension. Yeah, I'm like, how did how do you have an advisor that has already set up a plan for you that doesn't even have, and they've already started, the pension, and they right? already started the pension. They already started the pension. You
2: can't change it now. So what which way did it go? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's
3: just yeah. crazy. So yeah, that doesn't happen on our
1: watch. As you're listening to our conversation today, you might be wondering, okay, what does a financial review look like? What does it look like to work with the team? at noble capital well when you come in for your financial review if you call right now what's gonna happen is they're gonna design for you an easy to understand review that's gonna indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan and there's no cost or obligation for the initial review if you've done a good job saving for retirement so here's what you can expect you're gonna get a fee report that's gonna help untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor Uh, the team at noble is gonna show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money In your accounts and next they're going to perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow and finally they're going to create a customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge retirement income in short we'll take the guesswork out of financial planning for you so if you want to take advantage of a complimentary review you can come in and meet one-on-one with the noble capital team all you have to do is call or text 512 492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 and if you're more comfortable meeting remotely we can certainly make that happen as well but start it off with a phone call by calling or texting 512-492-3800 that's the first step to take is to get in touch 512-492-3800 or go online to ncwealth.com that's ncwealth.com you're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Talk 137, the
4: right choice. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments, and I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that'll protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management
0: Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complementary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com.
1: Time to answer another one of your questions here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Uh, David in Round Rock is writing in to us. David says, I have no children or close family and don't care about leaving money to any charities. Should that change how I invest since I don't care about a legacy?
3: I would say it depends on how old Maybe? you are. Right yeah. the bat. Yeah. Age is going to have a huge factor with that. But yeah, of course, it'll have some, some degree of it. You can afford to take a little bit more risk, I guess. It um, yeah. depends on how certain you want your retirement.
2: Yeah. And I'm just thinking about things that are, that are, that have a uh, you know, value in the principle that you can't necessarily access, like say real estate, you know, if you've got a rental property and, and it's worth, you know, quarter million dollars, if you're there towards the end of your, your life, except we don't know when we're going to pass. But if you did, um, you might think about maybe selling that and, and, you know, doing something with those funds rather than leaving it for nobody to have essentially. So it kind of, it changes about, you know, how we kind of put the income plan together, what assets we're using. And, and as we go through it, certainly I think that the biggest change when working with a client with, with that sort of um, perspective and outlook is just how do we update the plan and make changes as we're moving through retirement to, to do some of those things like
3: I was talking about, maybe
2: selling off real estate and, and, and utilizing those assets to hopefully go out fun.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, a lot of times we never, I don't consider your home an investable asset. and That's always the first thing we pick on there. Right, right. Um, our average client probably is living in a I don't know, 750 to a million dollar home on average. Um, We don't list it as an investable asset. We don't consider it in assets that we can use for retirement, but we always consider it for legacy planning. So when we're... A lot of times people say, man, that's that's taking most of the portfolio. What are the kids going to get? And when they're getting a million-dollar house, what more do they need? And they kind of go, oh, okay. So that would be one place to uh, take a look at.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you get a lot of people who, uh, or maybe maybe not, but I've always heard the folks who say, you know, I want that last check I write to bounce, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You, you can't exactly down. time it out that way, right?
2: <laughs> no, not, not quite. But, you know, I think in this scenario we would work more towards that than we otherwise would. I mean, we're usually trying to build up an income plan that, that, that you know, makes sense and is functional and then have this backstop of dollars that we're good stewards of but in this case it might make more sense to to not necessarily be less good stewards but just go ahead and spend on some of that principle
3: versus worrying about conserving it. Yeah have some money have a little more certainty. Yeah Um, have some fun.
2: Yeah, and maybe maybe uh, take a few more trips early on in retirement, and go go have some expenditures that maybe uh, some other people maybe otherwise couldn't necessarily afford to do because they have different goals in retirement. That's what it comes back to, and um, that's kind of where our conversation started around here. It's it's what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals in retirement?
1: That's
3: true. We get a lot less people like that than we do the right. ones that you know. Yep. I got a yeah sixty five year old couple sharing a thirty year old two hundred and fifty thousand mile Honda Civic and clipping coupons so they can leave their five million dollar portfolio to their thirty year old kid that still lives at Which home. Which is great. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's
1: great too. <laughs> In- interesting to see the different ends of the spectrum, I know. And a uh, last thought on this, David, too, is that, you know, you're likely going to have something at the end of the road. And the big question is, do you want that to be Uncle Sam's or somebody else's? Yeah, you're know? gonna have exactly. to kind of pick somebody, and by default, you're gonna pick Uncle Sam in that in that scenario. I, I would just plan a huge
3: funeral party. <laughs> somebody, else, somebody else in charge of it, you know. If I got a half a million dollars left over, yeah. right, right. You you know.
2: But but to Walter's point, it might make sense to to go out and find a chair. I know you don't have one, but there's plenty of good ones out there. I'm sure you could find something that's you know close enough uh, to your heart to. To find something to leave behind to them. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. Uh, You never know. Uh, David, thank you for the question. We appreciate that. If you've got similar questions or you want to talk one-on-one with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management about your financial situation and get some customized guidance, you can certainly do that by giving a call to 512-492-3800. 512-492-3800. You can call or text that number, 512-492-3800, and always online at ncwealth.com. More coming up on today's show. Thanks for the question, David. Stay tuned life
4: is complicated
1: it's full of twists turns and complex issues
4: the last things you need when planning your financial future are confusing numbers and advisors who just offer you a sales pitch we believe there's a simpler way to invest your financial future should be built on a plan that's made just for you it's all about discovering your goals and designing a strategy that'll help you get where you want to go and don't worry We'll track your progress along the way. Stop wandering your way through your investing life.
0: In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complementary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com.
1: It's the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt with you alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. Find us online at ncwealth.com. Guys, almost everybody likes the idea of a healthy bank account. Who wouldn't? Uh, But I'm curious, what are some of the possible uses of cash that make it a good idea to have a sufficient amount on hand? Today I want to talk a little bit more about the Benjamins and how cash plays a role, not only in our daily lives but also financial and retirement as well. Why would somebody keep a really good amount of cash on hand, especially as
3: they enter into retirement? Now, when you say cash, and I'm not being silly, do you mean cash like money in savings account, can cash? Are you talking about like you know hundred thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills stuck in your closet? Tomorrow? Easily accessible funds. Easily, either
2: either way, I guess. I yeah. guess either way, okay. either one. Yes.
3: As far as being in the real world. Um, We've talked about it before on other um, episodes. If you're nearing that retirement year, that might be something good to spend down the first year or two uh, to keep you in the lower tax bracket, so you're not generating income, so you can do Roth conversions. Yeah, yeah. And I still think you know, I mean, I think if you don't have, if you are in the six figure and above income bracket and have been for quite some time if you don't have a hundred grand a nine millimeter passport in a a briefcase somewhere in your house then something's wrong you're not ready you're not ready
2: well yeah i think the 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 benchmark is is kind of six to twelve months of of expenses in cash on hand most people choose to keep that in the bank but if you're like jess i guess you could have it literally cash on hand but that's that's kind of i've got a hundred thousand dollars
1: in seeds is that okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that, that's the general—that's the general guideline to, to kind of have on hand, just as kind of your your emergency liquidity bucket. You know, lots of income streams in retirement aren't necessarily liquid, right? Social security—you get a certain amount each month, but you can't go ask them for an advance, right? Right. Um, so, s- yeah. Same may thing. Maybe year's worth now. Same yeah. thing with your pension and, and other places too. And 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 sometimes you have longer-term investments, whether it's in the market or elsewhere, that maybe you don't want to touch when you get that repair bill or. Want to take that vacation or whatever. So it's nice to just have some cash on hand, one, for a basic emergency fund, but two, just to, as a source of liquidity in your life, you know, and then you can replenish that bucket um, in a method and time span that, that you choose that, that makes the most sense. So it's just a nice liquidity buffer.
3: And, the, and times have changed too. I mean, there's always, I've had a lot of. People come in with quite a bit of cash in the bank. You know, yeah. sitting on eight or nine hundred thousand dollars cash, just sitting in a savings account. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, you know, there's probably something we could do a little better with that. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. C- can um, you have too much cash on hand? Is that an example of? That? Well,
3: it, it it depends on the rest of your portfolio. So yes and no. But at, these days, with what you're getting in the bank, you know, we call it point nothing. The interest rate that you're getting in the bank versus what we can get with an equal level of safety somewhere else, isn't that far off if you want to stay liquid. So, I mean, there's going to be a give and take for everything. So, I think having a million dollars cash sitting in the bank, is that excessive? Well, not if I've got $20 million sitting in a retirement account and investments <laughs> elsewhere, right? Um, but if i got a million dollars in the bank and $300,000 in a traditional IRA, then, yeah, you're probably a little heavy on cash. A little heavy, yeah,
2: yeah. And everybody has their own risk tolerance, but, you know, we, we like to generally see your money working for you the best that it can. So, I would, I would say that you know more than 6 to 12 months is worth a conversation. Not saying it's wrong, but let's talk about it. Talk about the reasons why you want to have that much cash on hand and make sure that that's what's suitable for you and your situation and you're not doing yourself a disservice.
3: Exactly, and that's the better answer. Jonathan's answer is, is way more uh, accurate. Don't base it on a number, base it on... a a length of of time of expenses. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, whatever it costs you to be for a year for me, I like a year, six months, a little bit short, but whatever it costs you to, to do your thing for a year, set that back. So if something goes terribly wrong, you got a year to figure it out.
1: Yeah. That's a good idea. And I guess guys, another question along these lines would be going back to the beginning. How do we get there in the first place where somebody's got more cash sitting around than they should? Is it just fear of the market that typically leads people to, to being overvalued there?
3: Some of that, but but I, when we see that, what we typically see is somebody that's making a really good income. All they do is work. They live a very conservative life, and their paychecks just have been adding up and adding up and adding up. And all of a sudden, they look up one day and they're like, man, that's a lot of cash. I wonder what I to do with it. Yep, yep. That or or inheritance, right? Somebody yeah, passes away,
2: and you know, in the moment, you're not worried about what you're inheriting. You're worried about taking care of you know, emotionally, taking care of yourself, the rest of your family, that sort of thing. And uh, and over time, you can just find yourself sitting on on a pile that you inherited and and you haven't done anything with it so um, at some point in time in either of those scenarios you kind of want to hit reset and and take stock of the situation but it can happen Um, it's a nice problem to have in in many ways right Uh, but it does need to be addressed um, just to determine if if that really is the best place for it all to sit or if we can get it working in in a better way
3: so another another downfall that which really kind of flies on the face of the main reason that we said it was accumulating in the first place but people get a comfort level you know you got 500 grand sitting in your savings account and you see something you want for a couple grand sure why not i mean i got half a million dollars sitting here it doesn't seem like a big of a deal so if you would have let down to 50 grand in the bank and put the other 450 somewhere else you're probably less you know inclined to go buy a a three thousand dollar macbook just because you happen to walk by the apple store you know or or a, a used motorcycle that seems like a really good deal you know why not the less access you have to immediately liquid cash the better you are if you're not a a disciplined controllable person
2: that's a really good point uh, I'll go back to you know six to twelve months on hand how, how do you get there um, and is it is it truly important to get there we have a lot of clients that come in and they don't have that much on hand right we come in and I've got half a million million dollars sitting in my IRA how much do you have in cash nothing yeah, five grand yeah bucks you know it's like whoa what what happened here how do we not have any cash on hand so if you're out there in retirement or prior to retirement you're still working and contributing to your 401ks and IRAs take stock of your cash situation and do yourself a service make sure you have that 6 to 12 months on hand it serves you well at any point in life certainly in retirement but leading up to it that's your best opportunity to get that cash on hand so if you don't have that built up by retirement now we have to figure out how to make that happen right um and that can be more difficult than simply saving uh out of earnings right because retirement is, is permanent unemployment so earnings sort of disappear yeah, right. <laughs> it
3: gets a little bit more difficult and what we've also seen some of those scenarios and we're going the opposite of too much cash on hand is right. when somebody comes in with a million dollars in their ira and, and literally you know two or three thousand dollars in the bank yeah well how did you there's limits on how much you can contribute to your ira how did you even get to this point yeah and what they're doing it's it's people that are Living fairly conservatively, and they're not making a ton of money, and they literally put every penny that they can into their 401k. So they take whatever their paycheck is, they back out what it costs them on a monthly budget to live, and everything else goes into the 401k. 401k, IRA, yeah, as
2: yeah, again.
3: So they are they're not trying to save up anything in savings because they're feeling good because they've got it for down the road. Then they retire at 55 and they, they can't they can't access it for four or five more years you without the, paying a penalty on top of it. They got right. no money to fall back on. they said I going I don't understand I'm a millionaire what happened? I'm going, uh, we got a problem there. It's a rude Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. so definitely cash on hand is key. you can you can definitely have too much. you can definitely have too little, but it comes back to your specific situation, what you're trying to accomplish from a, a risk and investment standpoint. but it's certainly worth taking a look at one way or the other, making sure you have uh, the right amount for your particular situation. That's what we try to do here. At noble capital on a regular basis along with a variety of other uh, investment planning
1: you know if you're approaching retirement you probably have all sorts of questions running through your head when are you going to start social security what choices should you make with your medicare supplements you might be thinking to yourself do i take the spousal benefit on my pension or not can i really retire now or should i work another year or two how will i pay for the nursing home and am i getting a good enough return on my investments What about risk, taxes, and fees? Do I have too much in the bank or maybe not enough? Should I downsize to a smaller house or stay where I am? (laughs) It's a lot of questions. And all of those questions, they're just noise. They're important questions to ask, but when you have 50 questions bouncing around in your head that you're trying to answer at the same time, it really all just becomes noise. And so we want to take that noise and turn it into music. All these different moving parts need to be moving together in harmony so that your retirement plan is making music and not just noise. But making music doesn't happen by accident. You need a conductor, if you will, to make the pieces work together. And the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management can be that conductor for you. I mean, this is what they do. But nothing happens until you reach out. And here's the thing. Your retirement plan isn't the only thing in your life that's creating noise for you. Everything in your life is noisy, especially right now. So if you don't just go ahead and reach out to us while it's on your mind, you probably never will because all the other noise in life is going to get in the way. So you don't need to make any big decisions today. You don't even need to have your calendar in front of you. You don't even need to know what your 401k balance is at any given moment. All you need to do is reach out and let us know that you're tired of the noise and you want to turn it into music. That's what a complimentary financial review looks like with the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team. If you want to take advantage of that, pick up the phone, call or text right now, 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Call or text, and you can set aside time on the calendar to meet with the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team, or if you'd like to meet remotely, that's certainly fine as well. We'll set it all up. But you have to start the conversation by calling or texting us today, 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or you can find us online and get in touch via the website at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour.
0: If you ever miss a show, don't worry. You can always catch up later with the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast. Find it on your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just look for the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast or go online to ncwealth.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storholtz.
1: Thanks for joining us on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. Jess is the vice president of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Jonathan Berklin is an advisor with the team as well. And we've got a really good topic to talk about next on the show here. We're talking about that final decade, that last decade of your working life and why it's so important for a retiree or somebody approaching retirement, obviously, to be ready from the planning perspective. I want to talk with you guys today about some of the things that people should be addressing during that final 10-year period of their working life. And I think first thing on the list, certainly, has to be that you've really got to decide what's important to you. And that's a broad question. How does that usually play out in your office when you meet with folks?
3: Well, unfortunately, that that last decade, people we're having to redirect them to even get to that spot. When they come in the door, they're still in the accumulation mode. They're not really thinking about retirement um, from the same way we do, from an income standpoint. So, I don't know that most of them really know what's important. They're just trying to accumulate as much stuff as they can, and then figure out how to distribute that into a useful uh, income stream for them in retirement.
2: Yeah, and and I'd say you know we get situations across the board. You know, people retiring you know at fifty. People retiring at at seventy, um, and you know that that means different things in your retirement from a life expectancy standpoint. And of course, you know people. Have different uh, things they want to do with their retirement. You know, some people are, are totally fine sitting at home with couch watching TV and and, and doing that. And other people want to hit the slopes and, and have a great time, you know, skiing or whatever. So um, having in mind what is important to you, what you want to do, what you want it to look like, and when you want it to happen, that's really the, the first component of retirement planning because
1: without that, we don't have a place to, to really start helping you plan. Yeah, if you want to travel across the world, the answer to your retirement plan becomes a lot different and uh, a lot different situation than I just want to sit on the porch and, you know, watch the cars go by. Exactly. Yeah, and that's
3: one of the first questions we ask when we're sitting down, you know, in our first appointment is, you know, what does retirement look like for you? I need to know if I'm planning for, you know, an airplane purchase. Somebody all of a sudden wants to be a pilot. I'm looking at a quarter to a half million dollar expenditure that I've got to work into the budget. Or if they're just wanting to do some vacations and hang out with the grandkids. I mean, it's a pretty wide spectrum what we usually hear around here. I think the thing is just be comfortable with that fact that your retirement doesn't have to look like the person next
1: door's. It can be different. It's your own, but it is going to impact your plan based on your decisions and your choices. So we just kind of need to know that going into it. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Number two on the list of things to check in with in your final working uh, years, that final decade
3: of your working life would be to
1: know your numbers. What do we mean when we talk about knowing our numbers?
3: The cornerstone of any uh, income plan that we put together is always the budget. Um, so people come in and I'll ask them what do you spend on a regular basis? And, and they never get it right. So I'll ask them to, yeah. to, to shoot off the hip in the appointment and I'll get anywhere from six to ten thousand a month. Um, they forget about property taxes and things that are annual, automobile replacements, you know things that you don't do on a monthly basis. So I'll take whatever they give me, we'll bump it up a couple thousand, send them home with a budget and inevitably it'll come back anywhere you know, from twenty to thirty percent more than, than they actually thought going into it. But establishing what your actual lifestyle is going gonna cost you and that's not just basic necessity that's vacations hobbies spoiling grandkids medical expenses that are going to increase as you get older all of the things that encapsulate your actual budget we want to account for that now so we can plan on it and inflate it out for the rest of your life yep and and
2: i think a, another point component is just knowing knowing what you have it's unbelievable the number of people that we talk to that that don't aren't aware of what accounts they have where they're located with what institution how much is in there Um, We spend a lot of of time with our clients just uncovering and turning over those stones and, and finding these almost lost or hidden accounts. Um, you know, what are they? How do they work? Those are all questions we get. And we're kind of looking at them like, w- w- what institution is this even with? You know, it, it's sometimes very difficult to even put the puzzle together, even know what we're starting with. So I would consider uh, taking some time to figure out what do you have? where Where is it located? And um, and kind of making a, a checklist or, or a, a check sheet of that and keeping a record of, of knowing where, where everything is so that when you do go to make a retirement plan, you kind of have a basis for for how
1: you're going to fund that and where it's also located at. So what do you have? Also, what are you spending?
3: And realize it
1: sounds like, uh, Jess, that number is often a little out
3: of whack with reality. It is. And, and, you (laughs) know, the trend that I've noticed lately here is, uh, you know, I've got more clients that are spending and making uh, more in retirement than they were working. Ooh. It's amazing to me that you know people, and, and we've got a pretty good clientele. We 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 screen out um, people that aren't a good fit, um, but I've got people that are coming in here that were making a hundred and fifty thousand a year, and now they're they're generating or we're generating for them anywhere from one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. They're spending all of it in retirement, so they they they've lived conservatively so that they can retire you know in a really fun scenario right. instead of the other way
2: around, which but, is so exciting, so yeah. exciting.
3: It's it's disappointing when I get people that come in here that are spending every penny they've had. They've You know, they've had an exciting life, and now all of a sudden they want to retire at 60, and they're just not going to make it.
1: Mm. Not a situation you want to be in. But uh, it sounds like the other one that you're describing is one of power, certainly, that people are able to discover and find out as they get to retirement. And with proper planning, that certainly happens all the time. If you've got questions about anything we talk about on today's show, you're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, members of the Noble Capital team. I'm Walter Storholt steering the bus today. If you want to get in touch, here's the way to do it. You want to find out about an upcoming event that you want to attend with some of your peers to learn about retirement planning and your financial plan or you want to come in for a one-on-one visit in the office, you can do that by calling 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or go online to ncwealth.com, NC as in Noble Capital Capital. Wealth.com, the place to go online and learn lots of great information there and get in touch with the team through the website as well. We're talking about the final decade of your working life, how important it is to start making the right decisions from a financial planning standpoint during that decade. There's this key buzzword whenever we talk about retirement planning, guys, called income, and we've got to estimate our income streams. This seems like something you should really start doing at that 10-year mark and then probably, what, every single year kind of getting estimates on what that income is going to look like in retirement?
3: Yeah, as, as long as as long as it is before you retire, there's nothing more disappointing than a 66-year-old walking in saying, I, you know, I retired last year, and I think maybe it's time I get a plan together." It amazes me the difference in mindset. We we think of retirement from an income standpoint. Period. I just want to be, kind of replicate having a job, but most people are coming in here with a with a, a kitty set to the side that they want to spend down, and they don't know how fast to spend it down. They don't want to run out, but they don't want to leave it sitting on the table, and so they're uncertain about how they're gonna spend their retirement money. We wanna take that and turn it into actual income streams. And that, that concept of having an income stream in retirement, for whatever reason, just seems foreign to most of the people when they first walk in the door. They think of social security and very few people have a pension, a couple of people have, uh, you know, rental properties coming in here or there, but they don't even really think of that as income. They just throw it into the kitty and then spend the kitty down. Right, right. So
2: the, the, the goal is to, to turn those income streams and that kitty into one one large income stream that's, that's keeping up with inflation for, for lifetime income. Um, and that's, that's certainly easier said than done, but it's a lot easier uh, to do when you know what those income streams are. Social Security, if you have a pension, existing annuities, uh, rental income. It's great to have in mind and keep tally, kind of like Walter said, on annual basis of, of where you sit and project out where, when you're going to retire, if you're going to take Social Security late early, that sort of thing. And just have in mind, you know, how much money am I going to have that sort of mailbox money coming in the door? And then from that, that foundation or that base, you can really build upon that to produce the income uh, in retirement that you're looking to have. And that's certainly something we do on a daily basis here.
3: But I would say aside from not counting on income streams, the, the number one mistake I see people make is not accounting for inflation. Yes. I had a client yeah. that came in the other day said, you know, I've got the small pension between both our social securities and the pension and the rental income we've got. We're fine. I'm like, yeah, you're in your mid to late 50s. You know What are you going to do in 20 years? We started inflating it out. And their budget all of a sudden got almost double by the time they get older. And exactly. They, they were just shocked when they looked at it.
2: Right, exactly. I had a conversation with my my grandparents over the weekend about inflation and what things cost when they were my age, that sort of thing. And it's, it's amazing, you know, um, you know, another 40 years from now, we're going to be buying loaves of bread with $100 bills. So um, you got to you gotta have that in mind, you know.
1: <laughs> my nickname is The Milkman. And uh, yeah, I feel the pinch every time I go buy a new gallon of milk. I can't imagine <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what my budget's going to look like for milk in a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be uh, gonna be unfortunate. If inflation in general is a big concern, I imagine since it's kind of the, uh, the ugly sister of inflation, inflation would just be health care itself and trying to get a handle on that in the final 10 years of your working life would be another important thing to add to our list
3: there's a separation here that we like to identify um, from actual health care versus long-term care because they're two very different animals but even just health care the older we get we're going to start having more health problems more visits to the doctor it's getting more expensive fortunately as we plan these income plans out we make them very fluid so we can change them as time goes on but what we typically see over and over again is that as as you get older and you start needing more medical, attention and spend more on medical care. You're spending less on skiing the black slopes and doing all the fun stuff too. So we don't want to just throw it out there as a rule of thumb, but overall what we have noticed those things typically even out. And as long as we got a contingency plan in the back for it, we're doing pretty good before you enter into the long-term care phase.
1: Well, I hope you can tell that the Noble Capital Wealth Management team is very passionate about the fact that you deserve a secure, independent retirement. And that's why they offer a free consultation to radio listeners to help keep you on that path. So if you call now and you've done a good job saving for retirement, we're going to offer you a free consultation to help you determine a couple of really important things like how prepared you are to handle retirement pitfalls like inflation, healthcare emergencies, taxation, and the one that's on everybody's mind, stock market volatility. You know you've worked hard for your money. So Noble Capital is going to work just as hard to help you protect it and grow it. Now, there are a wide variety of tools and services available in the financial world, and the Noble Capital team is going to show you how to harness those tools and services to create a plan that's tailored just for you. And they're going to show you how to achieve a lifetime of security thanks to a lifetime of income. So get to work now so that you can get a fact-based approach that you deserve and get better answers to your financial challenges and objectives. Call right now, and we'll work together to put you on the path to financial security and independence pick up the phone and dial 512-492-3800 to get in touch and set up time to meet for a one-on-one review of your financial plan call or text 512-492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 and you can always find us and get in touch online as well ncwealth.com that's ncwealth.com And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour.
5: All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.